0: Welcome to Cannabis in Focus, the show that helps you make informed decisions about the use of medical cannabis for yourself and your loved ones. We bring you a wide range of guests from medical practitioners and scientists to producers and patients. Our goal is to clear up some of the misinformation around cannabis and bring this valuable medicine back to the mainstream where it has been for thousands of years. I'm your host, Miriam Knight, and today's guest is Dr. Jason McDougall. Dr. McDougall is a professor of pharmacology and anesthesia at Dalhousie University in Halifax. He has undertaken a new study supported by the Arthritis Society to find out if medical cannabis can help repair arthritic joints and relieve pain. The three-year study is investigating if cannabis is not just dampening the pain in the brain, but also working to fight inflammation and repair the joint itself. Welcome, Dr. Jason McDougal.
1: Good morning, Miriam.
0: Good morning. It's such a pleasure to have you. Um, Thank you. I'm fascinated by your research. Now, you've been studying pain, physiology, and pharmacology throughout your professional career. I'm curious as to how long you've been researching the effects of cannabis.
1: Yeah, we uh, started this project probably uh, about 12, 13 years ago um, with a a study with a a colleague when I was uh, researching in in Calgary, uh, where we wanted to discover whether um, cannabis could be useful for treating arthritis and, and joint pain.
0: Fascinating. And when did you become aware of the endocannabinoid system?
1: So um, we, uh, we we discovered the receptors for the for the for cannabis in the joint. We were the first to show that uh, not only are these cannabis receptors in our brain, but uh, they also occur in the periphery, and, uh, and and we were able to find them localized within the joint, and and that's got a, a, an attractive edge to it because it means uh, there's the potential to be able to control pain and inflammation and nerve repair directly within the joint uh, using uh, different cannabis compounds and therefore not maybe getting into the brain and having any of these uh, sometimes undesirable psychoactive effects.
0: Um, and when you say that you discover them in the joint, um, I was looking at your research about uh, cannabinoids and mouse arthritis, and I had this um, mental image of wee mice hobbling around with their wee arthritic knees smoking pot. (laughs) Um,
1: No, no no smoking of of, uh, (laughs) mice, I can assure you.
0: Um, That must have been uh, quite a discovery. Um, How did you actually... Uh, were you working with? Uh, I know Dr. Rafal Meshulam in Israel uh, has also been working with them. Did you have any connection with uh, that research?
1: Um, not not with uh, Dr. Meshulam at the time. Um, we, we have since uh, you know partnered together on some uh, some some projects. Um, no, this was a, a researcher uh, called Keith Sharkey, who's in, in Calgary, who was researching um, cannabis and the cannabinoid system in the gut. And uh, and we got talking one day and I said, well, what about joints? You know, nobody would ever looked at, uh, at the joints before. And at the end of the day, the majority of people who are taking medical cannabis, I mean, in Canada, it's around about 60 percent of medical cannabis users are doing so for the alleviation of, of their joint pains. Um, so, so it's a so it's a huge, uh, huge opportunity. I think
0: it is indeed. What is the difference between how cannabis and opioids relieve pain?
1: Um, that's a that's a great question. Uh, that they, they they have similar pathways, uh, similar ways of doing so. Um, opioids uh, are very effective at controlling pain. They can work in the periphery. That's to say, outside of the uh, outside of the brain. Um, so, they can actually act directly in, in tissues such as in, in joints or, or um, in, the, in the GI system, etc., to alleviate pain that way. Um, but when, when they get into the brain, the, the opioids typically have um, more of a, a pain-altering effect. Uh, it alters the perception of pain. Uh, the cannabinoid system maybe doesn't do that to, uh, to that extent, or uh, it can uh, obviously, you know. Um, Alter some of the, uh, the the feelings of pain in, in the brain, but uh, but also, like I say, with, with our research, we're finding that it can act directly in the periphery and uh, and, and reduce the nerve impulses, those those pain sensing nerves, from actually firing and sending those signals to the brain.
0: Now, there are two uh, receptors that have been identified: CB1 and CB2. Mm-hmm. Could you just distinguish their mode of action and which ones were the ones that you found in the knee joints or in the joints?
1: Sure. Uh, so um, CB1 is um, it's really mainly associated with nerves. Um, so it's the most highly expressed uh, receptor in the brain. Um, so it's, it's there for, for a very good reason, obviously. Um, whereas CB2 receptors tend to be more associated with immune cells and uh, maybe helping with uh, with inflammatory processes. We've actually been able to localize both types of receptors in the joint. Um, CB1, clearly when we activate those receptors, we can reduce those pain-sensing nerves from firing and we can reduce pain in, in our models of arthritis. The CB2 story is a little bit more complicated and, uh, and we're still not quite sure how CB2 is acting within the joints or how effective it could actually, it, it can be.
0: Hmm. What are the things that actually trigger pain?
1: Um, well, a whole host of different uh, reasons can, can trigger pain. There are many different types of pain. Um, typically, when we think of arthritis, we think of, of inflammatory type of pain. So, during uh, an inflammatory flare or, or, or a patient who has arthritis in their joints, uh, there's, you know, there's a release of all these different chemicals within, within the joint. Uh, things like prostaglandins, there are various different neuropeptides and things like that. And, and they all uh, act on those sensory nerves in the joint uh, to make it hypersensitive. Uh, the nerve now fires at a higher rate than it would normally, and the brain would interpret those electrical signals as as pain. So that's really the the, the derivation of uh, of pain within the within the periphery, with inflammatory pain. Now there's also another type of pain called neuropathic pain, uh, which arises due to damage to the nerves themselves. Um, and so this is a very difficult type of pain to diagnose and to try and treat. Uh, But once again, we're finding that cannabinoids are extremely effective at treating both of these different types of pain.
0: When you say cannabinoids, um, we're talking about the endocannabinoids and also cannabinoids from the cannabis plant. Um, Which uh, ones work on which receptors?
1: Um, So there are. You know, over a hundred different types of cannabinoids within the cannabis plant. So there's a huge number that we're just slowly making our way through to see what each of them, in fact, do. Um, the, the the endocannabinoids are, of course, the ones that are naturally formed in our body, and th- so they're things like anandamide and uh, another chemical called 2 2AG. And, uh, and, a, and a host of other ones, um, and we're just slowly starting to piece out the, the, the pharmacology. If we think about, uh, THC, of course, in the, um, in, in the cannabis plant, that primarily works through uh, CB1 receptors. And, and as I said before, since CB1 receptors are highly expressed in the brain, those are the receptors that are involved in, in this in the psychoactive effects of, 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 this, uh, of that particular compound. Um, there are a whole host of other, as I said, different uh, cannabinoids, and we're just slowly piecing together the, the, which receptors they interact with.
0: Does stress, for example... Really, make pain worse, or does it only feel worse? Is is there um, any difference?
1: Yeah, I mean, when people are living with with a chronic pain condition, um, obviously there's a lot of anxiety associated with that, a lot of stress, and there's very good clinical and preclinical research out there to show that you know that these negative um, affective behaviors uh, can impact. Uh, how much pain a patient will actually feel and, and report, so yes it, it, they, they certainly have a negative impact on on our pain sensations.
0: So do you actually control the pain and inflammation by affecting the nerves or through some other mechanism?
1: Um, one of the ways that we've looked at is is by affecting the the nerves directly. Uh, So if we take a a selective cannabinoid that can act on on the CB1 receptors just solely within the joint, what we found is that we can reduce the the, the firing rate or how many electrical impulses those uh, pain-sensing nerves will be able to send to the brain. And so we're able to locally reduce the pain using cannabinoids within the joint that don't get into the central nervous system, and you don't have any of those undesired side effects associated with them. Hmm.
0: Why do people experience phantom pain after an amputation? Can cannabis stop it?
1: That's, uh, that's a very uh, huge area uh, about uh, the whole phantom pain, and uh, we're just slowly starting to piece together how phantom pain comes about. Um, what happens, we think, is that there are uh, plasticity changes occurring, particularly within the spinal cord, but also within the brain. So, if you could imagine uh, if you 're having years of of, um, of of pain being developed uh, and then that limb is suddenly no longer there the, the these plasticity changes changes that have occurred in the central nervous system persist, and so you still feel like you have that type of phantom pain, even though um, even even though the, the, the limb or whatever is, is, is missing. And certainly cannabis or certain types of uh, cannabinoids could be effective within this, and I'm particularly thinking of cannabidiol, um, that non-psychoactive component in cannabis, uh, has been found to be very effective at uh, controlling pain. It helps uh, repair nerves and can reduce that, that neuropathic type of pain, that phantom pain can be associated with it.
0: So is that its mechanism of action, that it actually repairs the nerve?
1: Yes, that is one of the, its mechanisms of action. Yeah, we, we found that in, in arthritis as well that uh, the nerves in our joints become damaged, um, so the nerves will, will fire uh, naturally and um, even even when the patients at rest, and that, that neuropathic pain can certainly be reduced by uh, treating with, with cannabidiol. I think we need more clinical studies, however, you know, to to back up some of some of the things that, that we're discovering in the lab.
0: What actually happens to a nerve when it becomes arthritic?
1: Um, what we're finding is that it, uh, it, it it starts to lose its its coating. So it has this this uh, sheath, this this coating around the nerve. Um, what we found in in an arthritic uh, joints is that the, the, these nerves lose that coating. They then become exposed, uh, they can go undergo further damage, uh, and, um, and the, the whole shape and, and form of, of the nerve can change, and, uh, and, and you can imagine that, that these malformed, naked nerves, if you like, uh, are suddenly firing at, uh, uh, at high rates, and, and you get those feelings of neuropathic pain.
0: So if CBD can help that, then presumably it could help other demyelinating diseases?
1: Absolutely. And, and there was you know, some good evidence out there that um, like CBD has been effective for the treatment of multiple sclerosis, for example, uh, where there's a lot of this demyelination and nerve damage occurring. So, so it, this research can certainly be applied to other uh, neurodegenerative diseases.
0: Hmm. What are the differences among rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, and joint injury in terms of what causes
1: the pain? So, this is again, uh, you know, work that we've been uh, trying to unfathom, uh, sorry, trying to fathom for the last uh, 20 years. It's a, it's a very complicated process. So, with rheumatoid arthritis, it's primarily um, an inflammatory disease, uh, it's an immune disease. So, uh, those, some of those inflammatory mediators that I was referring to earlier on can, you know, uh, sensitize those, those nerves within the joint leading to, to, pain sensation. Uh, the immune system can also directly interact with, with these uh, peripheral nerves leading to this sensitization process and pain. Um, when you get into osteoarthritis, uh, it, it, it's a very complicated subset of different types of pain we're finding. Uh, Some patients may have that that inflammatory component that I've just described. Other patients might have that neuropathic component where there's damage to the actual nerves. And then you have all this degradation going on in an osteoarthritic joint, which can uh, activate the nerves directly through through loading of the joints. Mm So there's maybe not one particular drug that's going to help uh, osteoarthritis pain. It may be, uh, and, and we have to subtype different patients based on the types of pain that they have, and, uh, and treat them accordingly.
0: So the mechanisms for osteoarthritis and trauma are quite similar.
1: For, for trauma, they, uh, again, yes, there's uh, there's a lot of similarity. At least, at least in the early stages of osteoarthritis, um, a lot of those features can be as uh, associated with the the, the post-traumatic joint.
0: Now, you said that cannabinoids can actually heal the underlying causes, which is in contradistinction to what opioids do. They only suppress the pain. Um, How have you observed the healing? Is it remyelinization of the nerves?
1: So that is... uh, that's right, Miriam. That's, that's one of the aspects. Um, we've found this, this recoating, this remyelination of, of nerves uh, seems to be beneficial. Um, we've found that uh, cannabinoids can, again, locally be anti-inflammatory, so they can reduce um, some of those inflammatory processes that are associated with, uh, with arthritis. And, uh, and other people have, have shown that um, it can help reverse some of the destructive effects of, of arthritis. Uh, a, there was a great study done back in well, it was 2001 now where they found that cannabidiol can actually uh, reverse the structural damage that occurred in a, in a model of, of rheumatoid arthritis. So they're, they're really very powerful and powerful drugs.
0: They certainly seem to be. Um, you have clearly been working with animal models. Have you done any human experiments as
1: well? You know, I I personally have not, and and this is, I think, a big gap in the whole uh, research area with with cannabinoids and and medical cannabis, is that there really are relatively few uh, clinical trials uh, being carried out or clinical studies being carried out looking at um, the effects of cannabis on on different uh, diseases. I know in the arthritis world, I can, you know, list on one hand uh, the number of clinical type studies that have been conducted uh, looking at cannabis and, and, and the cannabinoids. However, there, I, I, I know of some studies that are ongoing that are uh, looking into different um, types of cannabis and their benefits for osteoarthritis pain. Um, so va- uh, vaping of, of uh, different strains of cannabis with known different uh, concentrations of CBD versus THC and the, their effect on, on pain. Uh, and, and quality of life for the, for the patient as well, of course. So these are in the very early stages, and uh, I, I can't wait to, to, to see what these guys are going to come up with.
0: The legal climate in Canada has just undergone some major uh, shifts. Uh, do you expect the pace of research with human subjects to be taking off now?
1: I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful of that. Um, I mean, we've had uh, medical cannabis has been legal in Canada since 2001. Um, But now with the legalization of the recreational uh, side of things coming uh, July of this year, um, I I, I do expect, you know, it's back in focus. It's back in vogue. I think the the government realizes that uh, research has to be continued to be done on cannabis and the cannabinoid system. So uh, I, I'm, I'm very hopeful uh, that, that, we'll, that we'll hear some positive news. And I think there's actually a budget today, so I'm going to be keeping my ear yeah, close to the roof.
0: <laughs> Get those grants.
1: <laughs> yes, for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um, are your American colleagues jealous of the uh, climate, the uh, academic climate difference in Canada?
1: Um. I, I'm not sure I would say they're jealous. Um, I, I know a lot of my American colleagues are doing fantastic work uh, down in the States um, uh, looking at uh, cannabis in, in pre-clinical and preclinical and some clinical studies and things as well. Um, I, I think maybe the, the slight freedom that is, is occurring in, in Canada is maybe hopefully going to be facilitating research in the future. Um, you know, it, it's 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 crazy more than any other compound or any any other drug that I've worked on. Uh, it's, cannabis always just seems to get this smiles of derision about it, and it's uh, I mean we can talk about the whole social history of of, of cannabis use uh, for for medical purposes, um, but uh, I, you know I think it's unwarranted, and uh, we just need to destigmatize uh, this whole area with with by doing good research.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. Your lab uses an integrative approach in studying nerves and pain. What other disciplines do you bring into it?
1: So um, we have a, an interest in, in inflammation as well. So uh, we use various different techniques to measure uh, how the white blood cells uh, interact uh, in, in, in an inflamed joint. Um, we know that during inflammation, these white blood cells are obviously accumulate to uh, to the joint um, they, they they stick to the blood vessels, they squeeze out of the blood vessels and into the tissue and and then release all the some of these chemical mediators that can cause the inflammation and and uh, and also cause cause the pain so we we have an interest in, in looking at uh, the inflammatory processes um, as, as well as some of that uh, that nerve repair processing as well we're, just, we're slowly finding some exciting uh, data with respect to these cannabinoids repairing sensory nerves.
0: So, is inflammation always mediated by the immune system? Uh,
1: it, it is the the main uh, contributor to, to inflammation is is, uh, is is our immune system. Yes, for sure.
0: Uh huh. Are there any other types of pain that uh, can be helped by cannabis?
1: Um, just the ones that, that I mentioned, you know, the, the uh, inflammatory types of pain, uh, the neuropathic pain arising from nerve damage. Also, this nociceptive pain, which is if you've got a damaged joint, uh, the loading of the joint can directly activate those nerves. And, uh, and, and again, we've found different components in cannabis to be effective at reducing all of these different types of pain.
0: I actually had to look up nociceptive so I know what it means. Okay, good. <laughs> but could you explain for our listeners?
1: Um, well, it's, it's nociceptive pain as, uh, for example, if you uh, stand on something sharp or your hand touches something hot, you have that immediate uh, acute reaction that you withdraw away from, from, from that type of pain. That's it's a, a very protective sort of, sort of pain. So, uh, but, but, sorry.
0: It's the reaction of the body to avoid further damage.
1: Exactly, avoid that noxious stimulus and get away from it as quickly as possible. So it's very rapid.
0: Do you have any notion of what might be the next big breakthroughs in cannabis
1: research? Um, I think looking at drug-to-drug interactions is going to be uh, very important. So uh, we hear about the opioid sparing effect of, of cannabis, and I think that is is really exciting. Um, understanding how... Uh, Cannabis interacts with, with other drugs and may be able to reduce the dosage of, of, uh, of the other drugs, such as, such as opioids, I think would be, is going to be fascinating. Um, and I think that more work into the endocannabinoid system, so our body's natural cannabinoids, uh, we know that they're broken down very rapidly by very specific enzymes. And there are uh, drugs being developed that can reduce the enzymatic uh, breakdown of these endocannabinoids. So um, it's it's really a means of boosting our own pain relieving system. I think I think uh, that the future research into that area is also going to be exciting. And then finally, you know, there's as I said, there's over 500 different chemical components within the cannabis plant. Do all of them do something um, therapeutically? So we know about all the different terpenes and the flavonoids that are in cannabis that give them the specific smells. Uh, could they actually have therapeutic value? And, and there's some emerging research to, to show that indeed, yes, they, they do. And, and so that, I think that's going to be exciting to uncover that area in the future.
0: I know that science uh, tends to want to discover the active component of, you know, whatever... Um, drug they're working on and to isolate it but uh, I think it was Mishulam who talked about the entourage effect that you're alluding to with the uh, inclusion of terpenes and flavonoids Um, in fact I heard one talk that felt that the terpene profile was as important or even more important than the uh, THC to CBD ratio have you uh, been using that in your own research? Uh,
1: actually, we have um, you 're you're quite right. Uh, a lot of the evidence is still quite anecdotal though uh, you know some medical cannabis users prefer a particular type of uh, strain of cannabis, I understand, just because based on the smell of it mm-hmm. uh, and, and, uh, and that will of course be related to the terpene content and of, of that particular strain that, that that seems to work for them. We've uh, started doing some work looking at the terpenes, and uh, so we've been looking at uh, humuline and, uh, and beta myrcene, and, uh, and, and the emerging evidence so far seems to be showing us that it can, they, some of these terpenes can actually have some, some relatively moderate uh, anti-inflammatory and anti and uh, pain-relieving effects. Mm. It's exciting.
0: Very exciting. And do you have any new areas that you're coming around to investigating?
1: Certainly we're, we're interested in these, these terpenes and seeing how they would interact with the endocannabinoid system in our, in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at uh, interactions between our endocannabinoids and maybe other commonly used drugs like, uh, like the non anti-inflammatories that a lot of arthritis patients are on. Mm-hmm. What what does that combination actually do to the joint and due to the pain? You know, can we reduce uh, the amount of non steroidals anti-inflammatory drugs that uh, that a patient would take? And again, that would have great benefit because being on these NSAIDs. For a long period of time, we know can have detrimental effects to in the cardiovascular system, as well as maybe causing ulceration or bleeding in in, in the stomach. So again, bringing uh, cannabis or boosting the endocannabinoid system would potentially allow us to reduce the NSAID intake, you know, things like ibuprofen, etc., and and maybe uh, you know save save a lot of lives.
0: Absolutely, you mentioned—I um, forgot the term that you used—the uh, combination of cannabinoids and opioids. How? Oh, it's, it spares the opioid. Uh, what did you mean by that? That it, it uh, prevents you from developing an accommodation to the opioids, so that you have to keep on taking more and more?
1: Uh, yes, there's uh, some some evidence out there um, that people who are taking medical cannabis can actually start to reduce the amount of opioids that they take so they don't need as much uh, um, of, of their particular opioid uh, to help uh, deal with their with their with the pain and so so that's the the, the sparing effect and again that's uh, that can only be a great thing uh, from a standpoint of, of dependence potential addiction issues uh, but also some of the other known side effects of opioids like uh, the your respiratory depression, etc. So.
0: Well, I, I can't thank you enough for all of this fascinating information. I have run out of my prepared questions because you are so concise and precise in your answers.
1: So. Well, thank you. <laughs> That's good
0: to know. <laughs> Well, I look forward to following your research and uh, I hope to revisit our little conversation, perhaps in six months or a year, and see what you've come up with next.
1: Perfect. I'd love to do that, Miriam. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Professor Jason McDougall from Dalhousie uh, University. Goodbye. Bye. And thank you for listening. I'm Miriam Knight for Cannabis in Focus. Do visit our website at CannabisinFocus.com. Goodbye.